students that are realizing that a system built to divide, impoverish, and destroy us cannot stand if we do it. Do. All right? It's kind of basic mathematics. If you hear me, could you feel me? Could you free me? Wonder if I made a difference or made a difference. Well, that we are the difference. We ain't got no code to decide. Brother, I would never call you trife. You my brother, though they knife and fork got meals. Then cop the silly feels. Yep, it's slimy, kinda grimy. Miscalculated the timing. But you can't plagiarize something in the sky. Then think we have no eyes to see something real as we. This is seriously who we be. Never said purpose keeps us fed. Real man, this is grand A hope fed. But still, you are my brother. Above you, there's no other. Blood or something other. More like what the blood covers. Man, no matter what they say, we good all this way. This positivity and making of brothers break What's going on? What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It's Thursday. So you know what that means. It's Brother Empowerment Day. So if this is your first time watching, Brother Empowerment is not one of those bashing shows, but it is one of those opportunities for us to have healthy conversations, hoping that something that we say will either help the people who are listening mm -hmm. or someone that they know. So before we get to our special guest, bro, how was your week? The week has been actually pretty good, man. My mom was in town this weekend. She didn't leave. She left uh, Tuesday afternoon. We got to have lunch I on Tuesday. I finally got to see her because you weren't selfish with her. I am. You're selfish even, with your not, mama. It's not even my fault. She was handling stuff. I didn't get to see her until she came in and then when she left. You didn't get to see her until she came in? Yep. Um, I think that's how it works, selfish man. Hey, I, I didn't tell her not to see you. Because you all the time. I did not. You didn't give her a chance. I saw her for an hour when she came in, and I saw her for an hour and a half before she left. That's all, I, that's all I got. You selfish with your mama. But go ahead. What else you do? <laughs> what else besides argue with you? Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, nah, this week is it's really been chill, man. The weather's been really, the weather's been really dope. Um, what else? I got been getting my yard together. So shout out to Devan Small. Um, he that brother will get your yard right. So DNJ Long. Yes, that is correct. Thank you. Thank you. That brother will get your yard correct, and he's very fair and reasonable. So definitely get at him. But yeah, getting my yard together, man, and really just working still more on saving money and stuff, man, and eating out less. That's been a work in progress. How's that been going? Have you been eating out less? Actually, yes, I have. By how much? What's your percentage? Probably about 20%. It's slow. Slow walking it. Slow walking it. I'm going to go with 5%. <laughs> about 20%. But yeah, but other than that, bro, everything has been pretty good, man. Just keep up with the workouts, man. I did a 10-minute workout with a jump rope today, and I feel like I was going to pass out. If anybody has actually jumped rope for any longer than 10 seconds, you know that that right there is um, it's a workout in itself. Like jumping rope is... That's some hard stuff for real. I agree because me jumping is hard at five seconds. <laughs> yeah. I was saying, when was the last time did I jump? <laughs> it was a 10 minute hit workout jump rope, and I felt like I had worked out for an hour. But <laughs> for real. But anyways, bro, it's your week, man. Um, you know, it's been interesting. I've been 
I've been contemplating going back into the workforce, mm-hmm. like really going in there and looking. But I, it, it feels like everything that DG mm-hmm. said to me is like just not employable. Yeah, <laughs> because you get to a place where it seems like purpose won't let you work for other people. Mm-hmm. So I've been wrestling with that and still trying to figure out, you know, ways to market the business and stuff like that. Yeah, it's not like we've not been doing well but it's not where i want it to be right and so but today was actually a rough day because you know remember i had the three deaths mm-hmm. back to back um and today was one of those rough days for me yeah so i've been kind of you know navigating through that and i know people be like you know you know grief mm-hmm. takes its time and all of that so that's really what has been occupying my time but also coming up with creative ways we just finished um, our implicit bias workshop, right? The diversity language, where we talked about how there is biases in the assumption of proper English, right? And there is no such thing as proper English. So that was enriching. That mm-hmm. was pretty dope. That we closed that out. We had the captain from Holly Springs um, to join us, and we had a couple of other um, individuals that came in. The panelist was just like mm-hmm. amazing. Yep. So I'm glad that that is over. Mm-hmm. But I'm also excited about the next leg because we want to do a, a, a couple of things in the community. But other than that, man, it's been pretty great. Yep. That's okay. What's up, man. Yeah. What's, what was I gonna say? Um, I don't know what you was gonna say. No, no, no. The because Jay was the first person to tell, or the only person actually told me that there is no official language here in the U.S. I didn't know that before. You didn't know that? I did not. No official language. No official religion. Right. So when people say certain things, they are not true. And I and I realize that I'm going to continue to kind of educate people on different things that they say because they don't realize that it's oppressive. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about culture diversity, we need to make sure that we're diverse in everything. So I put one today. Stop asking people if they're saying ask or ask. Mm-hmm. Both of them are correct. Both of them are correct and both of them mean the same thing. But because we're not educated on different cultures and different dialects, we're missing those opportunities. So I'm going to continue to put those little nuggets out there to make sure that people know what's going on. Yep. But enough about us. Mm -hmm. Let's go to our guests. So, of course, we're going to start because we have one young lady. She flew all the way in from the big city Mm. of Reedsville. Mm, to be with us. To be with us. Yeah. From the mountaintop <laughs> to the Fuquay Valley. <laughs> so tell the people who you are. She is she is really a local legend. Like when you step into Reesville, mm-hmm. people be coming out with cameras. <laughs> it's like the, the very first time I met her, she made me take a picture. That's right. <laughs> out of your wheelhouse. Yeah, but I'm usually people taking pictures of me, oh. not other, of other people. Oh, okay. <laughs> and she had a wardrobe change. Oh, oh, all in one Okay, Jay. So, um, hello, everyone. That was a wonderful introduction. So, <laughs> I appreciated that. Thank you so much. Um, and Reesville appreciates that wonderful introduction of myself. But, um, my name is Adrian Hensley, and, um, I uh, work with our other guest uh, um, at NC100 as, um, I guess you could say a teen and parent coordinator. Okay. I don't, like I tell people all the time, I don't really have a title anymore. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> kind of do whatever needs to be done and uh, 
put resources together and put people together. I know that sounded kind of funny, but yeah, that's what we're doing. Um, I also own my own tutoring company. It's called Battle of the Brain. Um, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> they didn't have the paparazzi here, guys, so I don't... Um, <laughs> But anyway, I am so glad to be here finally on his show. You know, Jay and I started working together last year and I'm just now getting an invite to his oh. show. So I'm a little salty about that. But we just got to open it. We literally have been we literally have been booked all year up to this point. But who's famous now, huh? Okay. Well, it's nice to be here everyone. So I hope we have a wonderful show. Have you seen Cornell's muscles? <laughs> nah, just, He's just, the famous no, one. Look. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. So <laughs> I knew it, yo. I knew it, man. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Meryl, tell the people who you are. He's the NC100 CEO. He is no, so hey, that's it. I, didn't, I was too lazy to change my name when I came in the system, so... Thanks for having, having us, man. Um, I'm Merrill Holloway. I am the executive director of an organization called NC100. Um, but, you know, at, at my core, I'm a, an organizer and an advocate um, interested in uh, health equity, uh, social determinants of health, economic empowerment, uh, liberation for folks that, that, that look like me um, and other folks who are marginalized. So I... Um, Spent a little time doing economic development in the, the Durham area. Um, still live in the Triangle, live in Raleigh. Um, but really dedicated to my hometown and home county, Rockingham County. So you see I'm repping the uh, the Reedsville here mm -hmm. on my shirt. I'm wearing this old uh, coach's shirt. So wasn't the coach, but I don't know how <laughs> the shirt ended up in my wardrobe. <laughs> Uh, used to be, a, used to be uh, the, the principal uh, at, at our old high school, so maybe you know she may have to slide a brother something. Um, <laughs> yeah, I also uh, do work in rural communities. I really care about rural communities and sharing resources, and uh, spend a lot of time working for um, uh, as a consultant for Rural Forward North Carolina. Mm -hmm. um, we are a capacity builder um, in partnership with the KB Reynolds Charitable Trust, and we focus on um, what we call Healthy Places North Carolina counties. There's about 10 counties across the state that have uh, different health indicators. And uh, a lot of what people do in nonprofit spaces um, is all social determinants of health. It's supporting people in access to transportation, um, uh, security at home, um, housing, um, broadband, uh, all those things that healthy people have uh, is what I'd like to focus on trying to, to, to provide. So. Very happy to be here and glad to have Adrian as part of our team. And glad that we have been able to do some work with you, with you gentlemen. Yeah, not for hey. sure. Daughters all mine. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I mean, we can go ahead and let the cat out of the bag because we're about to hit that youth division by force because love is a parable and NC one hundred and teens have a voice too. We'll be doing the ultimate collaboration. Mm -hmm to yeah, make yeah. sure that we are really helping the youth. For That's those right. who know Rashia, who's our um, junior advocate coordinator on our side, will be helping bridge that gap. And we're excited about the things that we have in store. We're about to make sure our youth 
no child mm -hmm. is left behind, yep. and we're going to be on those knees. Yes. So right. you heard it first. Another thing, Love's Apparel is now official members of the Fuquay yes. Arena Chamber of Commerce. Yep. Round of applause. to the website. we got Oh, okay. So we got Sean in YouTube land. What's up, Sean? What's man? going on, Sean? Tara, Hi, Sean. This is, um, what's up, Tara? Hey, Tara. So Kenya Mark. is on. Hey, Kenya. Kenya. Hi. Hi. Look what Marcus is in the building. What's up, <laughs> <laughs> So my sister Lolita is in the building. Hey, sis. Hi. 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 <laughs> so, <laughs> the love of my life is in the building. Rashia, hey. Oh, hey, Rashia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ain't that sweet? That's sweet. <laughs> Look, mixtape coming out by Rashida. <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear that's a good question. I got edges. Y'all ain't got it. Uh, uh. So we got the, the beard is in the building. Ricky. Shut what's, up, Ricky. What's up, man? Happy birthday, yeah. Harper, though. Today's Harper's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Harper, for sure. Oh, so we got Tam, Tam is in the building. What's going on, Tam? Oh, we got Michael Jenkins, aka Triumphant, in the building. What's going on? Bro? What's going on? Okay. Uh, Tara, you exactly right. It is. It is. Oh, Tara. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. In the building, also in YouTube land. What's going on, Shantika? Oh, look. She said she liked the cat photo bomb, you later. I meant to tell you guys, my cat usually doesn't do this until I'm on a Zoom or a live. <laughs> So apparently they want to be famous like me. She her name is Cleopatra, by the way. Uh, okay. Oh, so she like her mama. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> <laughs> we got Kate in the building. What's going on, Kate? And I think, oh, and Mama Garnett is in the building too. Hey, Mama Garnett. Hey, Mama Garnett. And that's everybody. Yeah, Lita was talking about the um how people don't realize mm -hmm. language is offensive and oppressive. Yeah. So right. I'm definitely excited about that. So let's jump into some stats. Y'all ready? Yeah. yeah. Researchers have found that one in six men have experienced sexual abuse or assault, whether in childhood or as adults. One in three men or one in four women have experienced some form of physical violence by an intimate partner. Men top fears, body image, money, height, other men, and being inexperienced. Wow. Population, the percent of men aged 20 and over with obesity, 40.5. Wow. We, we holding it down in the wrong way, literally. <laughs> men die by suicide 3.53 times more often than women. The peak age for death from suicide is actually 45 to 49, but men over 50 and men under 45 die at the same rate of suicide. Mm. One in 71 men had been raped or suffered an attempt within their lifetime. Men receive 63% longer sentences on average than women do. And women are twice as likely to avoid incarceration if convicted. Wow. Woo. So what are y'all thoughts? Um, I definitely can agree with the percentage of the suicide rate for the male, because I would assume I'm not a male, but I would assume, especially black males, they hold a lot of stress on their shoulders mm -hmm. all the time. And they don't, 
sometimes they probably don't feel like they have an outlet to talk about because in our culture, sometimes if you want to go to a therapist or go to somebody to talk to, we tend to say, talk to the Lord um, or, you know, we kind of shoo it away. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that's accurate. And it's also sad in the same, same token. Yeah. What about you, Mira? Anything stuck out to you? Uh, well, that last stat, I wonder, uh, is that disaggregated by race? Um, one about the, yeah, that, uh, the men receive longer sentences and I'm sure, cause I'm sure the more violent crimes are committed by men. So that's part of it. Um, but I wonder, um, what that gap is if you break it down, um, by men and women who identify as black. Cause I feel like there's a, especially, you know, one of the things that I've been trying to learn a little bit more about and really been interested in is this, the criminalization of, of black women, mm-hmm. um, at very early age. Um, you know, they are, are young black women that, you know, when they're 12, 13, they don't get to be kids anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot about some of the, the strife and, and, um, and pain from, um, I'm, I'm forgetting the young lady's name. I hate to leave her name out. Who was, who, uh, suffered, uh, the, the gunshot in Columbus. Yeah. Um, it is, what was her name? Ain't that terrible? Brianna, Kiana, no, Brianna. Oh, I don't know. Escape me. Yeah. And that, I mean, the thing Brianna is, Taylor, he, right? No, no, no. Micaiah Bryan. Micaiah, Micaiah Bryan. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's an interesting take, right? Because, I mean, like, there's so many of these things that we're, you know, being flooded in front of us. And we're, a lot of us have been captive um, in the last year and had to kind of be confronted and see all these videos over and over again. But, um, in uh, that whole case is really layered. But I just, I think a lot about, um, you know, young women that are that don't get a chance to 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 be kids. Um, this particular lady was a young lady was, you know, sixteen years old, and and uh, excessive force used on her. Um, there's all these stories where you see eleven and twelve year old being manhandled by the police. Um, but yeah, that that kind of stood out to me. I wonder what that what that uh, sentence would be um, disaggregated by race. Yeah, it's, it's funny because this year is probably the first year that up oh, and I made it in. What's going on, Ian? He bro? said in Wake County since the pandemic, three lawyers and one clerk has um, committed suicide. The lawyers were male, clerk, female. The lawyers were male and the clerk were female. Wow. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I would say that this year was the first year Usually it affects me, but I'm able to kind of move past it. But this year I did struggle a lot with, I think it was the um, George Floyd case. And that was the first time I felt like I was reliving something over. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's because we're closer to the work now or what it is, I'm not 100% sure, but I do know it did affect me differently this year. And my tolerance level mm-hmm. is different this year. And my tolerance level overall is different. So I know that it has effects on people differently. Mm-hmm. And I know that everyone has some type of challenge or something that is associated with it. And we all respond differently. And some of us respond later to those things where it's right. not always immediate. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was thinking about more than anything. Let me see. 
We don't have any comments. So we're going to go to the first discussion question. Leading right into it. Leading right on into it. Y'all ready? Here we go. Let's do, Let's do it. Okay. Madam VP, I don't think America is a racist country, but we also do have to speak to the history of racism in our country and its existence today. She was saying that in response to Tim Scott, who's a representative out of South Carolina, who said that America is not a racist country. What are your thoughts? You don't want to I think this is how I'm going first. Oh uh, boy. Uh I'll say a couple things. I don't I don't have a, a ton to say. Um that's positive now. Okay. Um I really interesting, right? So in Vice President Harris's case, um, much like Tim Scott, there is a personal and party interest mm -hmm. to say the right thing right. and to maintain power and to uh find a way to and on VP Harris's uh, side, there's this movement, um, and we had this happen with Barack Obama and and Biden. Now there's a move to to have this centrist point of view to where you don't want to inflame and you don't want people to be able to easily kind of throw out, oh, you're using the race card. And so mm -hmm. I think what she was trying to do is diffuse that um, and get people focused on what really is more important is talking about the the real truth and. Uh, we get away from this um, exceptionalism that we have been teaching um, to our students, um, the ideals that people have generally that aren't that don't really know the true history of what happened in this country, what happened with transatlantic slave trade, Jim Crow, all those things. There are a bunch of people whose point of reference is a book that was written that's basically propaganda. And so she's trying to stay in the middle so folks don't accuse her of being on one side or the other. Um, and one to focus on, like, you know, what's really important is making sure that we uh, that the systems that are in place, um, the, the racist history of, of the country and not necessarily label the country as racist, because there's going to be a whole lot of folks uh, that uh, that don't have a, a proper understanding or proper framing that will stick on that point. It's a racist country and it will be stuck on semantics and you don't get anywhere. So that's our motivation, um, you know, is what it is like it. Don't like it. She's a centrist. Biden, Obama, that's what they do to keep power. Mm -hmm. Tim Scott, uh, he is, I saw on a couple of things uh, after he spoke, after the president did his address, he, it was a, he's a rising star in the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. And they see that maybe one way to be able to gain power is to have some symbol that allows people to say, oh, OK, well, maybe you aren't what I thought the Republican Party is, because we have a whole lot of people that conflate uh, conservatism and Republicans with racism, which isn't fair. Um, and so if, if the Republican Party can use Tim Scott in that manner to be like, hey, look, you know, we're still doing all this racist stuff and we're holding all these systems and doing all this stuff to you and profiting off of your pain. But here's this black guy that we push in front of you. Um, so you can so we can say on the surface, hey, look, we're not racist because people just don't. And, and we know this. People don't have a, a fundamental understanding of what actually racism is. So um, that, that's my take. Uh, I, I don't think it's that egregious uh, for, for Vice President Harris to to make that statement, um, because I really do believe we need to focus on tangible 
policies, speaking truth in places uh, and speaking its power. Um, it is not too far fetched from the NPR statement that they made a few years ago where they said um, America is a country with a lot of racism, but very few races. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, the argument gets, it's kind of very similar to this statement in is the country itself racist or is the people racist? Mm -hmm. You know, and we can go back and forth with plan with that. Now, the latter I do agree with. Now, we do have to speak the truth to the history of racism in our country and its existence today. Yep. Um, which is kind of echoing or paraphrasing what NPR said, where there is an air of racism. And I think where people get confused, and even when we talk about it, is the intention of racism and that presence versus the right. racism that is already prevalent due to the right. history. So it's so many different ways that we could spend that to talk about it. And the truth of the matter is, and here's where, regardless of how it's said, whether it's Tim Scott, whether it's NPR, whether it's um, Vice President Harris, having the discussions is still causing black people to die. Mm -hmm. Let me, let me, because while we're having discussions, we're strategizing and coming up on ways to figure out a way to soften the reality of things, mm -hmm. when in actuality, we still have unarmed blacks being killed. Yep. We are still dealing in times where um, passionate men and women, um, especially of the darker hue, are seen as aggressive, are mm -hmm. seen as um, combative, are still perceived as two times larger. So I'm growing increasingly frustrated um, with the semantics and nuances around statements yeah. versus the actions about well, what we're going to do about it. Yes, we can speak to the truth, but how are we going to dissolve it? Yep. And so those are the things that I'm constantly thinking about. Um, before your take, either one of y'all take, we got um, Curl and Superman that just flew in. What's going on, bro? What's going on, Superman? <laughs> and Ricky, who's our voter education um, specialist on the team, said, I think if Harris came out and said, I feel America is racist, it would change the narrative and distract everyone from the goals of her administration. Mm -hmm. I feel she did a good job of fixing her statement where Scott did not. Um, I, agree. I don't know how I feel about that. I, maybe I feel I, like be like Biden and don't say nothing. Well, I don't think it was necessary to say something. He does that same centrist stuff. He finds the correct language to be like, uh, you know, I'm 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 siding with y'all and I'm down with y'all, but I'm also like I'm kind of cool with y'all too. So it goes back and forth. So um, being basically white is what she's saying. I say what? So oh, being basically white. I mean, that's basically. <laughs> I'm gonna help y'all, and I believe it's wrong, mm -hmm. but I don't know if I'm going to compromise too much of what I'm dealing with. Kim, yes. country was founded on discrimination, which um, permits people to be racist. What you about to say, Adrian? I was going to kind of piggyback off of what both of you guys were saying, um, but really <clears throat> discuss the part um, about we tend to want to find a token um, black person and put them in front of something and say, 
I said that it's not like this. So because this particular black person said it's not like this, then it can't be because I stand for everyone in America. And we have someone like that in North Carolina. Our Lieutenant governor seems to think, and you guys know me, so you know how I feel about our Lieutenant. I know. But, um, <laughs> um, he seems to think uh, as far as education that we're teaching our kids to, um, basically discriminate against white people and that there is no racism in America and we should change all of our curriculum. So um, because he says it, people tend to believe it um, because that particular black man feels that way. So I have a problem with that type of thing. Yeah. One of us is all of us. Yeah. Of yeah. yeah. In, in regards to, you know, VP Kamala Harris's statement, I think, Time instances like this illuminate or illustrate why it's so important for everyone to have their own voice and for them to for everyone to have their own line of thinking. Because one, in the current climate, in the current and how the current political arena is is structured, politicians are always looking like well, to Meryl's point, they're always almost always looking for the right thing to say and not necessarily saying the right thing and saying the right thing isn't all honesty is not always, always in that equation. So they're more concerned about saying the right thing. And, you know, politicians are concerned about approval ratings. They're concerned about getting elected. They're thinking about, they're thinking about the reelection cycle right now because right. There are things that they know that they'll, they may not be more worried about saying or doing once <laughs> they are get reelected. They don't have to worry about, they don't have to worry about who, if we're going to, if they're going to get reelected. So there, there's all those things in the play. And so they are concerned more so about saying the right thing, you know, the quote unquote right thing and being in the center and not, you know, being inflammatory to anybody. So that's one of yeah. the reasons why everyone should have their own way of thinking and research things for themselves and really answer the question for themselves. And really that question doesn't even need to be asked. Cause like Jay said, there's how many conversations do we have to have before we actually start talking about actions? We've had conversations about it for forever. So, and I, I don't expect any politician, especially someone who's into second to highest office in the land, to say something like, "Yes, this country is racist." It's just I don't I don't expect any anyone in that in that office to do that because the nature of that office and because the nature of politics. I just don't I don't I will never expect that. And so that's why I just think is is it's important for people to have their own. It's their own voice. So they don't have to look to anybody else to answer that question for them or to be honest about that because you already know how you feel and you already know what you can do. So you're not worried about anybody else. Yeah. And I also think that no matter how much we've arrived, we haven't arrived where we've escaped our blackness. Mm -hmm. And we have to be mindful of some of the things that we say and how that still may put another person in the coffin. Yeah. And and those are the things that I'm constantly thinking about. Like, um, was the statement itself bad? No. Um, was the statement um, necessarily harmful? I mean, debatable. But was the statement progressive? It definitely was not. Right. And those are the things that I think about when we're in these positions. And even if somebody came and said, what do you think about Tim Scott's um, comment? It easily could have been, you know what? I need to investigate more into that before I give a response. Right. It, it, it didn't have to be an echo because what is happening, unfortunately, when we talk about 
different privileges. Unfortunately, every black person who is in a position has unfortunately the privilege of representing all things black. Mm -hmm. Whether you signed up for it or not. And so people look at you when we talk about token, they look at you as not only the token, but the ambassador and the representative of all things in the black culture. And sometimes it carries a damaging weight that you don't even know about. And I think that that is what these are speaking to. Like um, Senator Scott has said, or Representative Scott has said things before. And um, um, VP Harris, I'm not sure if she said anything like this before. I don't recall her saying anything like this. Mm -hmm. So it's just one of those things like she is in an elevated platform. And those are going to be things that she's going to learn because she is receiving some backlash. Now, I don't believe in the um, the public ridicule of our people in front of mm -hmm. um, a lot of that because it does confuse the plan and it does confuse the pro progression. But I do think that the backlash is coming because of the fact that when you're in those positions, unfortunately, you have to make sure all your I's are dotted and mm -hmm. all your T's are crossed. Yeah. Um, Jake, yeah, can I say something? Uh, uh, let me, I want so just a, a point. I think the thing that's so disappointing, I think why there's the pushback, I think when Vice President Harris was elected, there was like this rush of like, I mean, obviously there were a lot of people that were like, hey, Trump, you got to go. Mm -hmm. But all there also was like, you know, uh, the symbolism piece about uh, a woman of color being in a powerful position. And I think what's disappointing is at the end of the day, there isn't much power in that position. Right. I mean, there really isn't. I mean, it's symbolic and it's nice. But at the end of the day, there's absolutely no power in what that role is. I mean, you are holding space and you got a couple of things you get assigned to. But I mean, your job is to be the president when the president can't be the president. There's no real. I don't see any way that she can be super effective. And because she uh, I think you said something about people, whether they choose to or not, um, when they're in these spaces. If I talk to young people about this all the time and they go into the corporate space, they go somewhere and they're folks of color and they're like, oh, I got to deal with this. I got I to deal with that. You chose that. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go. To it, but it's where your values are. If you want that corner, if, if, if having the corner office is important to you, if holding some political office uh, is important to you, then you're making a choice to be in, in that in that space. I mean, people are motivated by their self-interest and there is no accountability there will be a large amount of people of color, particularly black Americans, that will continue to believe and vote Democratic out of some loyalty. Right. And because of that, there there is no accountability. So for the centrist type of uh, Democrats and all these politicians, like I've got to make sure that the moderate voting block of white folks are okay with me because I value having this position. And that's where she is. I mean, it's just, it's, it's nice. And I'm she's there and it's cool uh, symbolically, but there's absolutely no power that position has. Mm -hmm. um, Team have voice two said just a quote, but I don't know who said it. You can tell by how great a country is by what it creates and how bad a country is by what it refuses to destroy. Ooh. Wow. I like that a lot. Can you Google that so we can figure out who said it? <laughs> I know. Who said it? We need to give credit to somebody. No, I just want to post it. I like Okay, switching gears. Activities for black children during COVID. Ooh, Adrian, it's all you. 
I'm the spokesperson for black children during COVID. All right. <laughs> token. Oh. <laughs> okay. So let's be specific. Are we trying to find activities? Are we talking about what has happened? I'm I'm curious. Like. Yeah, Ricky said. Why you thinking? Ricky said. I think she has power when it comes to the tiebreaker factor in the Senate. Yeah. Um, and I think that yeah. we never negate when we talk about power. Influence mm -hmm. is just as much when you're in positions of influence. I mean, come on, think about it. How many? Oh, prime example. Look how the um the look, look about the cow industry, the beef industry down in Texas <laughs> came after. Oprah. Mm -hmm. She not even in political office, but <laughs> is so strong. <laughs> they about lost all their money. Mm -hmm. How many people's careers were built off of um, her favorite things? Mm -hmm. And so there are certain people that have influence. And so by her and what she represented, she does have influence. So there are some people that are hanging on everything that she says. Mm -hmm. And I can say this for a person, the very first time I experienced racism, it's funny, you think growing up, I thought things were racism until I really experienced racism and I didn't know. Right. It was mm. like, I was like, you're a victim of discrimination. And you're like, I am because there are certain oppression that we already expect mm -hmm. that we look past. It took somebody else to say, no, this happened, this happened, this happened. And so a lot of times when we're experiencing things, we don't realize how bad we're damaged. Mm -hmm. right. We don't realize how much that we take. And so sometimes when you're in these positions of influence, it will make a person who may be dealing with something second guess what they're going through. And it may cost them their life, may cost them their livelihood. The list goes on and on of what could happen when we make certain statements and your your level of influence and what it may do to somebody's mind. Mm -hmm. That's what I was um, thinking about. Yeah. But back to Adrian with um, doing something for these kids <laughs> doing COVID now. Okay, so I'm just gonna speak on, I'm gonna speak on what I because I personally have three children that mm -hmm. one's 11, one's 15, one's 16. I'm gonna speak on what I know personally, um, and things that I've signed my um. 11 year old up for. So here in Rockingham County, we have a 4-H center. And um, usually every year our 4-H center is able to have like this camp for kids. Um, and most of the time, you know, our, our babies, our underprivileged children get that camp experience for free for a week. Well, we can't have the camp in person because of COVID obviously. So they're doing everything like free over Zoom, like over Zoom. And they're also doing like a lot of um, sending you kits to your house. So one of the first ones that that's, um, that they're doing is a, a gardening one. And I know that might not seem like a black children activity, but it should be. Um, so um, the kit comes with like um, actual vegetables, fruit and flower type uh, what I guess seeds. So, and it um, also has the times that you're going to meet on the Zoom and they talk about, they have people coming in and they're talking to the kids about gardening and how to do your own in your backyard. Um, so that's one of our first things that we're actually going to be doing next week 
with my 11 year old. And um, um, I think there's one after that and it's um, physical fitness type. And they're um, possibly gonna send um, like the yoga ball and the mat um, and all of that kind of plays in as well with mental health because our children definitely have been dealing with um, a lot of issues being kind of stuck in the house. So um, that's one of the things that I know. Um, give me some time. Y'all talk a minute. Let me think. That's you know, you said something I wanted to definitely shout out because some of our partners actually do. Um, there are quite a few um, black farmers. Um, Joyful Living within the garden. Mm -hmm. She did a um, great kids event that was very similar to that as well. Um, we got Black um, Blackology Coffee Company, who mm -hmm. is now getting into um, agriculture as well. They think even got chickens now. Mm. Trying to give people eggs. I want some chickens. I mean, I want some chickens too, but I just don't want them um, in my house. So I'm gonna um, buy a chicken to put in her farm. But yeah, there's quite a few who are actually getting into those things now, and I do agree. I think when I'm starting to think about activities for children, I'm thinking about things like I like electronics, but I'm wondering about what are things that are stimulating um, their social development and their character right. development. Um, I'm cool with academics, but I do feel like social development is just as important as academic development. Um, character development um, is just as important. I feel like when we think about activities, what can we do? to engage them. And I purposely have been taking my children to places to learn more about culture. Mm -hmm. You know, um, Ricky said, my kids have been doing a ton of arts and crafts. We have also been making things like sorbet and root beer for Cordell. <laughs> and, like, and I told him to go pick that root beer up today and he gonna mess around and that root beer be gone again. See, he don't care about that root beer. He just want to complain about it, Ricky. I should have came and got it. Well, I told him I'll come and pick it up to, on Saturday with tomorrow. Tomorrow, see, he don't care. You, I've been a rant about it. When he told me he made my ginger beer, I was there before we hung up the phone. Well, you also live very close. <laughs> well, <I mean> halfway. <laughs> no, you actually are closer to him than you are to me. You actually had to pass him to come to me. But that doesn't invalidate what I'm saying. You live closer to him than I do. We're not the same. <laughs> We're not the same. <laughs> okay. We're not the same. I haven't mapped it out, but I have to to see if that's accurate. Yeah, because scratch a lot, find a thief. Because <laughs> I'm trying to. <laughs> but Ricky, Ricky is a um, fermentation specialist mm -hmm. as well. Yep. And that's one of the programs or one of the things we want to include when we start talking about um, agriculture, but also STEM, because a lot of people don't think about that component. Mm -hmm. And these are the things that we want to bring so people can start learning about that yep. stuff. Man, well, there's, also, there's also another component that um, our children of color do not get to experience all the time. And um, that's the world of theater and drama. Yep. Yep. Um, yes. And no, I, um, I'm happy to be able to be sitting on the board for Rockingham Carolina Theater Guild and one of the initiatives were that we're pushing um, and shout out to Reasonable Area Foundation for giving a huge grant to bring in more diversity into mm -hmm. the theater. Um, so that's one of the things we're looking at to get more kids of color involved in drama and the arts and it doesn't have to be on stage. I think a lot of our kids don't understand that there's makeup 
There's yep. behind the scenes. There's the stage crew and they all play a part in yep. it. And it's a really big family and you may just find your niche there. And so um, I'm excited to know that um, Reasonable Middle School is actually doing um, this summer a um, kind of like a camp and they're doing it for theater and music um, and chorus all together, an arts camp. Mm. Um, so I'm excited for that. Wow. I think um, our children definitely need to be in that world. I think a lot of times, especially in our county, people just think about sports. Um, yep. And there's so much more. There's so much more that yeah. our kids can do. I agree because if you do, um, if you do uh, music, that helps with math and science. And mm -hmm. if you do theater, that helps with the mechanics of writing, self-image mm -hmm. and um, stage presence. And those are the things that we do need. And that's why we're incorporating all of those things and what we're gonna be doing with this NC100 <laughs> collaboration. Um, <because laughs> see the, the importance of those things, but also we wanna give the students all the things that sometimes we miss Mm -hmm. Rashia said, I'm I'm just going to get back into music. Playing and reading was so much fun for me. It allowed me to meet others. Word. You know she was a drum major, right? Um Wow. Really? Right. And I want to say awesome. she played the trumpet and the French horn. And she's sitting around and not using her mm -hmm. gift. Okay. She the, she the awesome. children that Whitney Houston was singing about and look at her. Okay, let's go to the next one. Y'all ready? Yeah, bro. Should friendship dating be normalized? Why or why not? Why oh, you throw your eyes on there? So I'm gonna I'm gonna tackle this one first, and I'll. <laughs> well, in a <laughs> so what does that mean? Clarify what does that mean? Explain it. So. I, did, I saw this come up a couple weeks ago, and one thing that I do, one thing that's, that's become a thing that's really irritating is, and another brother I know named Carl um, actually brought this up on another comment on the status. We're, there, there's this thing happening where people are rebranding stuff and then saying, this should be normalized. And it's just like, well, wait a minute. One, that was already a thing, and why are we rewrapping it and presenting it as something new? <laughs> Like what, what's the what's the what, what's going on with that? Like where's the originality in that? And there is none, you know. So, and I will say that friendship dating to me isn't even a thing. I go out and hang out with my friends, whether they're of the opposite sex or not. We don't we don't call it a date. We call I just call it going to hang out with my friends. I have women that I'm really cool with, and sometimes I go and hang out with them, get lunch or whatever. Or, and we're in a group sometimes, sometimes it's just us two or three or whatever. And so like, I don't, I don't understand why this came up and all of a sudden now it's normalized this. So it's like, wait a minute, it was already normal. And now we're calling it friendship dating instead of just hanging out and congregating with your friends. Right. You know, and I think some of it comes from, well, like I said, the unoriginal component, but I also think some of that is coming from a place for some people of insecurity. And, and mistrust within their own particular relationship. It's like, why are we calling a friendship date instead of you're sitting together just going to hang out with their friends? I think the component of the dressing up, because they were dressing up and going to like formal events. Mm -hmm. 
And most times friends don't do that part. Mm -hmm. And they call it friend dating because, oh, this is something you would normally do if you booed up. But since you ain't got a boo, I'm taking my friend. Mm -hmm. um, but I agree with you. I don't date my friends. Right. I feel about friend dating just like I feel about um, daddy daughter dates. I don't date my daughter. Right. And, and I'm not normalizing that because I don't want those little hidden things where your kids are sexualizing their parents mm -hmm. and they're looking for their parents and a mate. If y'all yep. don't realize how creepy that sounds, yeah. that is not appealing mm -hmm. as a father to be dating <laughs> my daughter. Mm -hmm. And I want us to just cut it out. I don't be doing no friends dates. I don't be doing no daughter dates. Mm -hmm. I don't date nobody but my wife. Mm -hmm. And we I'm, can I'm still confused because I didn't know. I, I didn't understand what friendship dating was. Yeah, it's when you. I thought you friend, would. You do basically everything that you would do with a boo, except y'all are just friends and it's strictly platonic. So you dress up. Somebody, your friend, pick you up, take you out. Like if it was me, I I pick you up, say get dressed. We're gonna go to your local barbecue um, place. So you can enjoy that. You get your nice little fish sandwich by candlelight. And then I bring you home and give you a hug and we'll take pictures of us dressed up. Okay, but isn't that confusing? See, I have an issue with um maybe I just like titles, but I have an issue with not understanding where that's going. Because to me, that might be normal for a man and a man might not have feelings, but I personally think that a woman would turn it into something different at some point. That's just me, mm -hmm. you know, um, cause it seems like, like if you're not in a group and you're constantly going out with this one friend, mm -hmm. then at some point, somebody, something triggers or clicks with somebody that, well, we're doing what a couple would be doing anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know, maybe I'm, I don't know. I'm off the dating market, so I don't even know. So, <laughs> let's see. Um, oh, Rashia said she was a high stepping drum major. Um, Kim was echoing what you guys were saying about if that's true. I'm from an area where all people discuss are athletes. Oh, she's from somewhere around where y'all are from. She's from Walnut Cove. Walnut Cove. Rashia said she's going to use it. Friendship dating is a steaming pile of <laughs> yes manure. Thank you, because that's she what I was like, saying. Oh, she was my dear. We was gonna go on a date to Pete's. Pete's, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm off Pete's. That's another whole thing. That's all. I'm off Pete's. Uh -oh. It would be like something more, and somebody feelings is gonna get hurt. Exactly. What you about to say? Oh. Only so here's the thing. So I mean, so you know, I, I know y'all joke with me. I mean, I am Generation X, like so. <laughs> I you know. I'm closer to 50, I'm closer to fifty than forty, mm -hmm. uh, and so I totally understand why people uh, you so the word date and dating has like a certain meaning to people depending on like where you're from culturally or just regionally or just like uh, generationally. So this the the word dating to me, my understanding is that when you date someone, it is like some progressive thing that you're building a relationship and it's not really meant to be platonic, mm -hmm. but I will say over time, I've been a little bit more accepting of like, you know, so if if the Gen Z's and, and, and y'all millennials, if you want to call it dating and not have that connotation of of leading towards something that's, you know, romantic, I, I don't, let people live. <laughs> I 
I'll say people also look for reasons to be irresponsible. And, and that's why I will kick back on it and call things what it is. If you have an interest and you don't think that you're going to get it, so it's like a soft way to shoot your shot. Shot, mm -hmm. shot. It's a soft way to shoot your shot. You can keep it going and you don't lose anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's and what so, I'm saying. And I think that people should have those conversations up front because people, feelings do get hurt because yep. one person that has somebody really liking you. And you yeah. act like you don't see it talking about we friends. We and friends. That, and that's a whole life with you, and you don't know what's going on. Right. And I think yeah. that we need to be intentional about it. If you are my friend, I'm not dating you. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to go to this nice little right. um ball or right. something like that, and you don't have yeah. that, and you want me to escort you, well, say that. Right, right. Or if you yeah. just sit down and you just don't want to eat alone. We can go to Peach for Pete's sake. Yeah. <laughs> we can do things like that, but let's not That's call right. things what they are. And I want to flip it too. Let's stop acting like we're not that there that all attract all attraction is not sexual. Mm -hmm. But there is some level of traction. People mm -hmm. are attracted to people that you have common interest in. Yeah. People yeah. I don't want to be around no like one of the things that we say like any of the guys on um brother empowerment all of them are clean cut nice looking guys all of them can hold their own nobody won't know what is me around mm -hmm. yeah. like we want to build you up and encourage you but we don't want a woe is me around it's our job as friends to say no nah, man you hanging with us mm -hmm. you dope by default like i always tell my friends i increase your dopeness by at least 20 percent <laughs> Yes, you told me that. I, I, I got 20% increase on it because my level of dope. And I think that we should not, we should stop sexualizing attractions and interest and stop assuming that everything that you're getting in any type of attention that you're getting is sexual. sexual. Because, because some things you should have received, like, you should. Adrian is my friend. I should tell her that she's pretty. Mm -hmm. Now, and I should also pick at her when I be like, uh-uh. You talking about it's a beautiful Saturday out there and all I see is your face. Friends <laughs> 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 can do that, but if you have a level of comfort and security, establish that in areas that are not comfortable, talk about it too. Mm -hmm. Say right. like, hey, it's uncomfortable when we do this or if we're going to go on this friend day, I'm not going to sit here and hold your hand. Right. That's where we're crossing the lines and things. But like that's that. what I mean. There's no communication. Yeah. That there's no communication. Let me see. Yeah. Uh, 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 hold on, hold on. We done miss some. Somebody we love our accents. I know. I love it. I love it. Friendship. Y'all country. Somebody said I love y'all. Who is y'all accent? Whose accent she talking about? She loves. <laughs> She's not talking about me, is she? She's talking about I got to draw. Talking about me. I got to draw. Sure <laughs> they from that same mountain, the same from mountain. Hills, baby. Ricky, Ricky said, I feel you. My pheromones are too strong. Too Ricky, I feel you. My pheromones are very strong, and I learned that early on. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Look, somebody gonna get seen. <laughs> People are just aren't transparent about their intentions and feelings, and try to cover it up by making it sound platonic. I agree. Matter of fact, me and Ricky had a conversation about that. Like, there are people like my wife, I think, is like amazingly beautiful, and nobody 
Nobody can run with her. Like my wife, she kills the game. But there are some women that I have known along through life who didn't receive what is basic affection, mm -hmm. basic right. attention. Like if you're hella good, somebody saying you're hella good, mm -hmm. I don't want you. Mm -hmm. And so right. we've had to have that conversation. Like, no, L look at my wife and look at you. <laughs> I want my wife. Like, do y'all not see us taking pictures and everything? No, it's the truth. You're wrong, like, bro. You're wrong. I'm not I wrong. agree, though. There are a lot of women that people be trying to take a compliment. And it's like, yeah. no, just because I'm showing you interest and I right. respect you, you're a beautiful person, you got a lot going on. I'm not trying to leave my wife for you. Yeah, right. I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to spend the night. I'm not trying to redo any Luther song <laughs> for one night. That ain't my aim. No, that's true. And I and I think just like Rashida was saying, when, when it comes to being intentional, you know, if I for me myself, if I wanted to, you know, what I'm saying to get with you or shoot my shot, you would know it. Me, like Jay said, me giving you basic attention or giving you a compliment is really just that. It's not nothing. There's no ulterior motive. There's no. Well, let me see if I there's none of that. If I wanted you, you would know because I'm very straightforward when it comes to that. Right. Yeah. And, and and I think that that's what friends they should feel comfortable asking you that. They should feel comfortable asking you that hey, you know, you, you've been complimenting me a lot. Like am mm -hmm. I my reading right. something? Yeah, but don't people don't no. people don't want rejection. So you don't want rejection, so you're not mm -hmm. gonna ask. So I mean that's just a basic human that thing. That is very true. But I mean casual dating, if people wanna if people wanna go and, and have fun, mm -hmm. um not everything needs to lead to marriage or everything needs to you know, <laughs> have some definition to it until one of the parties says, hey, I need a definition of this. You know, it, it gets messy, but I think we're, we're all saying similar things. You just have to have good communication. But, yeah. you know, I, I, I like to let people cook. You know, I don't necessarily think there's one way to do anything. Whatever yeah. um, the get, She says she like your accent. She from Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Ricky said I'm not wrong. Nope, not at all. And he said, "Not Luther." Cordell, somebody, if I wanted to, I, I wanted you. Right <laughs> and I think, and I, and I think that because the dynamic between men and women have been convoluted, especially in the in the dating realm, that that simple statement of "if I if I wanted to get with you or, or shoot my shot, you would know." I mean, I think that has been that's been like clouded because people have been doing the kind of like, "Well, let me roll the ball and see if it rolled a little further, <laughs> pick it up." You know what I'm saying? Oh, she ain't. Oh no, I'm cool. It's, you know, we just cool. Like, but you, like you said, mm -hmm. you, really, you really do have an attraction, but you don't want to voice that because you, like, Mary, like mm -hmm. you, you want to be rejected. So rejected. things where it's like, no, like this is just, you know, I don't have to want you to say something nice about you. And I think that's what I was trying to say earlier, but it didn't come to me. But yeah, I don't have to want you to say something nice or to be nice to you or to show you basic human decency. You know, right? Like, Y'all, the whole hour went by. Oh yeah. Wow. How the whole hour? That's crazy. I was That's about crazy. to say something. I'm like, it's 9:29. Wow. Yo, y'all, we gotta shut up. What happened? <laughs> this is what that happens was good. with people. Yeah. That hour went by. It did. Stephanie said, "But what a glorious relationship it would be if it began as friendship dating." Well, I don't know. I, no, I, I agree. I agree with that. But I disagree. Yeah, I don't know about that. 
I'm not, I mean, eventually, eventually you're not. I mean, like if I think about these folks that are, you know, they're married until they're 70, 80 years old. Eventually, all you go really have is a friendship. So you need exactly. to have the core because like all that other stuff, you know, the romantic stuff, I mean, it's, that's going to have ebbs and flows. And, <laughs> Well, you shouldn't be with somebody that's not your friend, though. That's my point. Yeah. But you're not friends with somebody if you meet somebody at the club and you're attracted to them physically and everything kind of starts right. to be. The first thing you see you're is friends. physical. You're right. not friends. You're not trying to. You're not interested in somebody. At the, oh, I'm going to be your friend. Like somebody that you're romantically interested in. It's like, oh, I want to be your friend. <laughs> but no, but I'm saying like we at like that. Like those like two things can't happen at one time. Yeah, like they're I can be exclusive. sexually attracted to you and also be your friend. Right, but not, not the first time you meet. Yeah, I don't. But I think we're making that too complicated. Because when I first saw my wife, I knew she was my wife. I didn't think about sex or friend. I just knew that that was my wife. Yeah, that's true. And so it's like I think we we as humans are so fluid. There's so many different ways. And I know I literally know somebody who's been married for um, nearly 20 years, and they met their wife in the club. Well, yeah, put them in the club. You mean no, the and like <laughs> then my wife got married. We got engaged in two months of knowing each other and in less than a year of being married. They got married in less than three months of knowing each other. And it, it's straight club. <laughs> it was straight it's club. Okay. It was straight club to the, that's yeah, why I think people say things. I think you shouldn't what type of relationship you in if you ain't friends with them? I just I just wonder about that. Yeah, I wonder the same thing. Like toxic relationships out there, y'all. It's a whole lot of toxic. Yeah, we do know that. They're not friends. I'm and I'm the mindset too of you're in you're in a relationship with someone that you have common interest with that you can be that you can Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that too. Like, <laughs> not yeah. Yeah. So I mean. But why wouldn't you be with someone who you have these common interests who can be yourself around and like Jason, who who you aren't friends with? Like all that, those things aren't mutually exclusive. Why can't right. all that roll into the same package? Why are we gonna be this first and then this? But why can't it just be just you know you just are hooking up? Right. Well, no. Well, say that. That's yeah. my point. Don't call it friendship, yeah. Aiden. That's an interest. Mm-hmm. That's a soft shot. You yeah. can shoot a soft shot. <laughs> a layup. Right. Yeah, but <laughs> it's 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 sometimes, a That's a sometimes when you see them, like I, I, I see both sides, but like sometimes when you see them, you're not seeing them in the club and want to be friends for a relationship. You're seeing them in the club to know you want to hook up. That's what. I, but I think I think we can't say that either because we never know. We, well, I don't know if I want to hook up. Yeah, so you know. I don't say, know. You can't say that for everybody. Like, it's some people in the club. Like, no. Listen, you might go to a club in a city that you ain't never been to before, and you like, shot it over there. I want to see what's more to that. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's true. But, and I feel like, and, and, and just because people do have sex on the first date, I don't think it's just a sex thing either. I don't think we should be canceling things out and saying it's. It's not one lane. It's multidimensional, yeah. and people are all fluid, and they can do different things. Like one hookup may be just a hookup. Yeah, but the, the other may be a wife. Yeah, and the person yeah. that you don't have anything in common, or the person's a horrible person, you find out like you had this very physical, <laughs> you know, attraction. You did what you did. You're like, oh my god, you're, you know, you, we don't have any interest. Maybe you know, not too bright. Uh, <laughs> Or you're just a horrible individual, or like you're aligned to like white supremacy or something. I mean, like there could be something that just completely turns you off exactly. after you've done what you wanted to do, 
and uh yeah yeah but then that person may serve a purpose and then i mean there's plenty of people that have these relationships where every time i go to new york or every time i go here here's this person and we have a relationship we don't really have anything in common other than this need or you know when i'm here when i'm here and people have plenty yeah that i mean that's fine too as long as you communicate this is what it is now i'll say this too though a lot of times there are other circumstances outside of that relationship that may hinder that. Let, let me give you a good example. That one hookup person that you always hooking up with, what people don't realize is if that's your standard hookup, that's a relationship that you guys just don't want to identify. Mm-hmm. And there's a level of trust and intimacy that you do have with that person. And they're providing something that neither party is really taking the time to talk about. Mm-hmm. Now, it right. could be that you are in two different places. But people ain't sitting down and said, like, you know what, you know what, I would really like to pursue a deeper relationship with you, but I hate the fact that you're in New York and I'm in Atlanta. Yeah. Right. And I think that we don't have, we don't know how to have intimate conversations and a rejection doesn't necessarily mean it's rejecting the entire framework of that relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just because I'm not sexually attracted to you doesn't mean I still, that I don't want to be your friend. Mm -hmm. Right. That I don't and, want some type of relationship. Yeah. Think about how many people started off as friends, and it's always one person saying, "Well, I knew I always wanted you." Yeah. Well, you could have speeded up the whole relationship if you were five years ago. Five years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you let me go. You, you ignore, or you ignore something that really is going to be a problem about being with somebody long term. So let's say you are, you date someone, or you meet somebody, you hook up. And you have a good time and you know enjoying each other and then they're like oh you know what yeah i sure am sad that trump lost like oh <laughs> we can't be together you know what i'm saying you know what I'm saying? like we can't be together long term you know you show up with a maga hat or something you got i mean y'all can stick with whatever you gotta do but like you can't, uh-uh. that's a wrap michelle oh, <laughs> said friendship is the foundation of any relationship but i'm expressing my interest so you know you my MAGA hat. Don't you put on that? <laughs> I agree. Look, I agree. guys, we gotta go ahead and end this conversation because I'm not gonna start another one with you. Yeah, uh-huh. I this hour go by, yep. ain't it? Yep. Mary yep. forgot yep. he was hungry. <laughs> he forgot he was hungry. Chick Fil A cold and everything. Oh, I want his scotch. Leave him alone. Oh yeah. His scotch. Scotch. So what we're about to do, guys, is what is called positive brother shout out. So this is your opportunity to shout out brothers who are making positive um, contributions in the community. Hopefully those who normally don't get recognition versus those who always do. So Adrian, who you got? Uh, I guess I'm going to have to give it to Michael Harris in Rockingham County. He is um, pretty dope. He is pretty dope. And he's, he's, he's doing a lot of great things and his voice is definitely being heard. And I got to give him a shout out. <laughs> Mira, who you got? Mike, thank you for all you're doing. Yo, 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 brother Harris is, is the man. I tell you, I met, uh, I, well, I've known him for a little while, but I really got a chance to have a really great uh, conversation with him uh, this week. And it's a, a brother out in um, in uh, in Beaufort County. Uh, his name is uh, Anthony Tyree. And he runs an organization called Clearpoint. Uh, he uh, grew up, uh, you know, out, out east. I want to say he grew up in, in uh, uh, Washington, uh, Little Washington, and he left uh, uh, after graduating high school, went to the military, 
lived all over the world, obviously from being in the military and um, very much like myself, like felt this calling to come back to his community and support it in a, a bunch of different ways, economic development, um, substance misuse, um, advocacy. And he, uh, this Clearpoint organization is, is uh, doing some really great things and uh, is a model for uh, some programs. I think uh, there's a program in Durham. I can't, I wish I could remember the name of the program, but this program is so powerful out East that's really doing some really great things in mental health and substance, uh, substance misuse. Uh, this, this brother is, uh, is, is spreading his ministry in, in a lot of ways. So, uh, Anthony Tyree, uh, look him up. Clearpoint, unbelievable organization. Word. All right. When you get a chance, make sure you put his contact information in the comments so we can all check him out and support him. Sure. No, for sure. And you're probably going to get some friend request anyway tonight. Yep. Anyway, just so y'all know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it always right. happens. So who you got, bro? Uh, definitely, I want to shout out uh, Jay and Meryl. I want to shout out y'all, man, just because Meryl, I heard about you before I even met you, saw a picture, anything. Jay had. Yeah. That, that brother had been bigging you up since the first day he met you. He was like, man, wait, uh -huh. to, meet, wait to meet Merrill, man. He's dope and this and this, man. He And he definitely, whatever he says he's going to do, he does it. And That's I, all you know, up, man. We got to respect a person, much less a brother like that, for sure. Appreciate so I definitely want to shout you out, man. I want to shout my brother Jay, man, just because, you know what I'm saying, not only is he a dope brother, but shoot, we both got locks now. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we both got locks, now. locks All right. All right. Yeah, so yeah, we oh, got look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. I want to shout out that brother man. I also want to um shout out Kerwin. And I also want to shout out um I want to shout out um Ahmed Redwan. Um Ahmed is a brother that we know mutually, and he is um a Muslim and this brother is an open book about his faith and just, you know, um, being a Muslim in general. And I definitely want to say that I appreciate him for that because he's the first lifelong, you know, Muslim that I've ever met. And he, and you know, when some people, when it comes to their faith there, if you're not of the faith, you know, they consider you an outsider. They don't necessarily want to talk to you about things that are quote unquote in house. But I met is not like that. And he's very welcoming and any questions I ever had, even about learning Arabic, he was like, yeah, man, just, you know, whatever. And so I want to shout him out just because those are the kind of things that bring us together. And, you know, those things, th things like that, just, they don't, they don't push people away. You know, it's like, Hey, you don't have to walk through the door if you don't want to, but the door is open. Mm. You know what I mean? So I definitely want to shout out their brother. And the last thing is I want to shout out all the brothers, man, that are just helping sharpen other brothers. Like my, probably my favorite quote of all time is, Iron sharpens iron. And so I definitely have respect for any any brother that's in a that sharpens any brother or any group of brothers. Um, I definitely have respect for them. So I want to shout out those brothers because that is a like a tireless and sometimes, you know, a, a thankless job. And I don't think that, you know, what I'm saying that people brothers get enough recognition for that. So so brothers like Jay, Uncle Marcus, Keon, you know, even you, Meryl, like I, I just want to shout you out for just sharpening other brothers because that's really what we need. You know what I mean? That kind of support. So yeah. Agreed. What was the time, Ricky? <laughs> I know. <laughs> what was the time, Ricky? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I will only be echoing what it's saying. I feel like, bro, since we've become even closer, like we talk about this all the time, like I ain't thinking my old age you'll be getting like new friends. <laughs> 
like Drake, no new friends. And, but there'll be new friends that showed you that none of your friends were really your friends. Yes. But you know, like, I ain't had no friends that I mentioned, but no. Like, um, since Cordell been in my life, man, he showed me what friendship is really about, what brotherhood is about, helped me look at things totally different. Um, and so I'm able to be a better husband, a better um, father, a better provider for all of the people that I'm connected to. And because we did brother empowerment, I know I never would have done it had it not been for you, but we're able to make those connections like with Ahmed, who are our brothers, who we talk to every single day. Yep. Meryl, never in my life did I talk to dudes every day. <laughs> now <laughs> it's the we talk to every single day. Yeah. Ricky, Ishaan, yep. Alex, mm -hmm. man. Um, That's healthy. That's healthy. Um, yeah. And um, Lonnie, and then my younger brothers, uh, Mike and Tramel. I mean, the list goes on and on. We communicate every single day. But I also wanted to just say, Meryl, like, you came in as such, I think, an integral part of this Love is a Parable journey because I did lose hope in our older brothers. Mm. Everybody was always trying to hustle you. They say they're going to do something, but they don't ever provide. Yeah. And you were the first one because I was side eyeing it the whole time. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. <laughs> one of them. Yeah. He wanted them. <laughs> you performed exactly and you continued. And I like the fact that we can have honest conversations. Tell them, Age, like, we can have raw conversations. I agree with this. Yeah. I don't agree with that. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. never a meeting feeling like I lost you as a brother and a friend. Right. And also one of my mentors. So I appreciate you. I love you. I think that you are a great person. And I'm glad that you even stayed up at 943. Exactly. I heard about I heard that, man. Give me some slippers. I told you, I'm close, I'm closer to 50 than 40, man. So you know. <laughs> Pajamas. Yeah. I love you. Um, make sure you guys stay on. But everybody oh. else, like we tell you guys. If you feel that you don't have anybody in this world that care about you or love you, you just met four people that truly do. Make sure you connect with MC100. Um, follow them, like, share, but most importantly, connect with people to show you that you're not alone. So we'll right. see you guys next week for another amazing, awesome guest. So we'll see y'all. Take care. Shout out, Ricky. <laughs> right. No matter what they say, we good over this way. This is positivity in